0: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
1: Breaking news from ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Colts have not received what they felt was a fair value trade offer for running back Jonathan Taylor and are not trading him. No trade materialized today, despite the fact that the Colts did speak with the Miami Dolphins and other teams. I don't think this is
2: a win-win situation. Like I get it. It's wishful thinking that they could salvage a relationship. This is a strictly business relationship from this point going forward.
3: Strictly business. It's Candy and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Mm-hmm. Colts GM Chris Ballard talked today about the Jonathan Taylor situation. He said, quote, it sucks. Very articulate, Chris Ballard is. Yeah. Here was his full opening quote. It sucks. It sucks for the Colts. It sucks for Jonathan Taylor. And it sucks for our fans. It just does.
2: Yeah.
3: What do you think of that, Myron? You like that honesty? It sucks. You know, because sometimes
2: things suck. Yeah, but I don't appreciate that from the dude who can actually make it better. Right? I mean, like, he's the one at the negotiating table with Jonathan Taylor. But
3: sometimes you can't make it better just because you want to. I mean, there are relationships that end even if people want them to work. But I think this started from, you know,
2: Jim Irsay's comments of saying, you know, the league would be fine if Jonathan Taylor wasn't in it. You know, just kind of bad. demeaning that bad. his that was a bad move. It's Chris Ballard's job. Maybe he feels like he's in the middle of it. But there's a solution, or there was at least. I don't think it had to get to this point. And I don't think this kind of stuff, Matt, happens with good franchises, right? The mm-hmm. franchise, you know, and trust the Patriots still, this doesn't happen. It only happens with dysfunctional franchises. And this is, is an extension of that.
3: Well, we've talked about this. I mean, I think Chris Bowen, I think you make a very good point saying he's kind of in the middle because yeah. I think a lot of this is Jim Irsay. I mean, yeah. you know, look, you and I've had contract negotiations with various employers. Yeah. I mean, it's not personal. It's business, right? Yep. The Godfather line. Okay, but I think Jim Ursay made it personal when he did that. The league goes on without Jonathan Taylor. Well, the league goes on without you, right? Yep. Like, I mean, the league, but we've talked about Ursay has this weird thing in Indianapolis. That everybody sides with him. And I don't know how that is. I really don't. Greg Doyle was on with us and he sided with him. Everybody sides with 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 Ursay, but I do think he took it to another level, Myron, where it is personal. So if you're Chris Ballard, you kind of think maybe there was a way to salvage this, but now I don't know if there is, and it sucks. Yeah,
2: and, and the owner is talking, you know, and making things more difficult. Owner's for should everybody. For talk. A hundred percent like the Jerry Jones model only works for Jerry Jones. It doesn't really work for anybody else across sports. Jerry Jones and Mark Cuban, those are the two owners that people have decided, okay, they talk. Both are in Dallas. It doesn't really work for anybody else. And I think Jim Irsay came off, uh, and I think he thought he was saying something that wouldn't create this drama, uh, but it just made everything worse because Anthony Richardson is still the most vulnerable quarterback of the three starting quarterbacks who were picked in the first round. And I think this hurts him more than
3: anybody. All right, so Ballard did say later on in the same interview that he doesn't think Jonathan Taylor's situation will hurt Anthony Richardson. You disagree with that? I think it will. I mean, who doesn't want an all-pro running back
2: behind a rookie quarterback who, at a minimum, if you tell me that Anthony Richardson is going to be good, he has all these physical tools, fine. There's no film on him in college That points to him being a good quarterback. Now, we might get it this year, but he has a lot to figure out in this league to excel. So I think it actually hurts,
3: uh, certainly, Anthony Richardson. Well, let me say, I mean, Anthony Richardson needs all the help he can get because he stunk last year. Wasn't good. And so, of course, it will hinder Anthony Richardson's growth. With Anthony Richardson, you're trying to break NFL history because in the NFL there's never been a player, that, and I've gone over this, who stunk in college. That was good in the pro. You have to go all the way back to Phil Sims at Moorhead State to find a player whose college stats were as bad as Anthony Richardson's. You have to go all the way back to Phil Sims at Moorhead State. I have to tell you, I don't know how the Giants thought to pick Phil Sims at Moorhead State. Because he was at Moorhead State and wasn't good. So how in the world, but it worked. Nevertheless, he needs all the help he can get. Now Ballard was later asked. Whether or not Taylor would even be on the team this year. And here's what he said
4: I sure hope so. That's the way I look at it. I think he's a really good player. I think he's a great kid. I think he's a great for the community. Um, that would be the plan. Um, I'm not going to get into hypotheticals of yay or nay, but I don't want the indication that we don't want Jonathan Taylor. That is not true. Um, and not true by any stat. I've never once even made that statement.
3: See, and that yeah, is what okay. Jim Ursay should have said, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think Chris Ballard understands that this is not a relationship you're going to fix. Listen, it, if you get into a, an argument with a partner or, or someone like that, and, and you say, hey, are we going to be together in six months? And they say, I sure hope so. It's over, uh, okay? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's probably over, because that's just not a very confident moment. And, and I do think Chris Ballard probably wishes... Everything would be great with Jonathan Taylor, but I'm team Taylor here, Matt. If the owner comes out and makes those statements about me publicly and then I try to be traded to over. and he won't make a trade because he wants Jalen Waddell and Dan Marino from the Dolphins to make it work. I'd trade him for Dan Marino. <laughs> probably. Right I mean, if I'm if in I, a bad spot. You won't let me go. You, me and you aren't going to be in a relationship. We don't want to be around each other, but you won't let me go.
3: How do you fix this? You can't fix that. i uh, that's the first time I'd heard that clip because I think it just happened. I would say that sounded like a me, to me a guy who knows that his boss crossed a line yeah. that's going to make it impossible to work, and I think it probably genuinely does make him sad, right? Yeah. I mean, they probably built this team around the idea of Richardson and Taylor, and you lose that – the pressure becomes even more on Anthony Richardson, who I think everyone, at least in my mind, should know is not going to be good this year. Whether he's good in the future, we'll see.
2: Well, I think Chris Ballard also knows his job's on the line. Right at the end of the day, you you got a quarterback who is the biggest risk uh, in all among all the first round quarterbacks. I think everybody agrees there. You don't have your all pro running back, and you have an offensive line that blocks some of the time. Like you got a lot of problems to figure out if you're Chris Ballard. And I think he understands that Jim Merced has made his job a lot harder.
3: Now, what's the name? I, I mean, I should probably know this, but yeah. let's be honest, I don't. What's the name of the guy that is going to be the quarterback in Arizona? What's that guy's name? The, that's, uh, the, the rookie? Toon. Tune, Clayton
2: Toon. Tune, Fifth-round pick out of, I believe, Houston
3: that's Were you familiar with whoever that person was until it came out that he was going to start?
2: I thought it was like a dude from like NFL Blitz or something on Dreamcast <laughs> or something. Honestly, like I thought it was like a dude... <laughs> Like a, a secret player you unlocked yeah, or something.
3: I felt like that was somebody you'd go s- hear singing Branson, Missouri. Like, come to Clayton Toon <laughs> as he sings. Clayton Toon sings the hits of the yeah. of the 70s and 80s. Yeah.
2: It feels like Clayton Toon could only be from about four states. Right? Just on name alone.
3: <laughs> so, Clayton Toon. I mean, yeah. you know, it's one thing that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson are going to start. Yeah. But how about the fact I don't feel like enough people are talking about the fact that someone named Clayton Toon is going to start in week one.
2: Well, he's got to be Josh Jobs for the job, who they brought in uh. Oh, in wait, like train. four days ago, right? Yeah, who they brought in. So, I mean, between those two, but yeah, it's I don't know if Clayton Toon do.
3: Are they gonna win a game?
2: <laughs> no, but they don't want to. The Cardinals. You don't, don't think win. Win.
3: you don't think they'll win one game? They want Caleb Williams.
2: They don't want to win. We won't see Kyler Murray this year either. Like they don't want to win. They're tanking. This is the greatest tank job we've seen maybe in NFL history. They're going after Caleb Williams.
3: I just think it's amazing that there's a dude named Clayton Toon talking yeah. g- going into the NFL. I've never heard of him. I don't I'm not 100% sure he's a real person. That Clayton yeah. Tune. And if yeah. you've ever seen Clayton Tune play, if you yeah. want to give if you want to tune up my Clayton Tune <laughs> scouting report, 888 say ESPN. <laughs> I didn't need that. That was, that was good. 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 You know that what? That was good. That was good. Let's, you
2: know what? I feel like Clayton Toon is the high school quarterback who shows up midseason in the Disney movie. And everybody's like, who's this dude? And he throws it 50 yards. And everybody's like, whoa.
0: Sunshine.
2: This dude can play. You know, I think that's kind right. of
3: like that. cards presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle your motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Roll like Clayton Toon and visit at Progressive.com.
5: Touchdown, Joe Burley.
3: Mahomes,
4: best player. Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in football. Burrow, touchdown,
0: what a start. You know, I try to leave a legacy wherever I go. He's everything we want to be about, so we take a lot of pride in having Joe Burrow as our quarterback. Try to leave a legacy of hard work and dedication.
3: It is a legacy of determination. That's what Mo Egger from ESPN 1530 leaves in Cincinnati every single day when he does the radio. He is now on to uh, talk to us about Joe Burrow. So you know, Mo, I mean, you're Mr. Cincinnati. Everywhere you go in Cincinnati, people are throwing Skyline Chili at you. Are you uh, – is Joe Burrow – what's the scoop? Is he going to be 100% on opening day?
4: Uh, I don't know if he's going to be 100%, but I feel like he's going to play, and I could say that because he practiced today. You know, this was the first practice after a cut-down day. There he was walking out of the stadium, I think most significantly – with uh, with no sleeve on his leg, he had his helmet, he had his shoulder pads, uh, he had the orange jersey you wear when you're the quarterback, and uh, there was nothing to dissuade anybody from thinking that he's going to be good to go. And and this, this sort of has followed the timeline that most of us expected. You know, we had a lot of fun here when Zach Taylor said in the immediate aftermath of the injury, it's going to be several weeks. Well, okay, what does several mean? And the way I put it is, I've gone out for a few beers, and I've gone out for several. I know there's a difference. Uh, It wasn't going to be a couple of weeks. It wasn't going to be a few weeks. It was going to be several. Several was like five. Well, five weeks from tomorrow, Joe Burrow suffered the injury. Five weeks later, he's back. There had been a sense of calm in the building the entire time. He was going to be good to go for week one. Is he going to be completely 100%? I think only Joe can tell you that. He's not going to talk until next week. But uh, by all accounts, from Paycor Stadium and by everything we saw today, it certainly feels like it's a good bet to uh, to suggest he's going to go a week from Sunday against Cleveland.
2: Mo, well, how surprised are you that the Bengals announced that Joe Burrow was back, but they have not yet announced that he has signed for an NFL record-breaking deal?
4: I, I think relative to, to how we talked about this at the start of the offseason, it's, it's at least mildly surprising. You know, I mean, look, every – Every domino that we thought had to fall has fallen. fall, right? Lamar Jackson got his contract. Jalen Hurts got his contract. I think the one that most of us were paying attention to here, Justin Herbert, he got his contract. And I think there was a sense by a lot of people the Herbert deal is going to get done, and then almost instantly they'll have a press conference and they'll announce Joe Burrow. And perhaps the the injury he suffered on July 27th will complicate that a little bit. And, And maybe had that not been a thing, we would find out that Joe got his money. I think what complicates this, there could be a couple of different things. Uh, I've heard people suggest that maybe Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are working on something above and beyond the deal he signed a while ago. The other thing you got to remember is they got a lot of guys they want to keep down yeah. the road. They want to pay Jamar Chase. They would love to pay T Higgins. They would love to pay both and keep Joe Burrow. T hasn't signed his deal. Joe, at least uh, to, th- to the extent that we know hasn't signed his, and so that's that's a complication. I think the other thing that goes with this is if you're Joe Burrow, what do you want to sign for? We talk a lot about the guaranteed money, but, you know, I mean there's an argument that says do you lock yourself into an eight- or nine-year deal, do you sign for the majority of your prime years, or do you assign something short-term-ish, give yourself some flexibility when the salary cap goes up, give yourself some flexibility to maybe go to the negotiating table as a Super Bowl-winning quarterback and hit free agency when you're 30 or 31 years old. There is still a sense of optimism that a deal is going to get done, but the season starts next week, guys, and if I would have said to most Bengals fans back in February, we would be closing in within 10 or 11 days of the first game and the deal still wouldn't be announced, most would have said that's not going to happen, most would have said if that happens, something has gone wrong, and here we are.
3: I just want to acknowledge, we're talking to Mo Egger, ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. I'm sure you're doing what I'm doing right now, which is hoping that the Reds can hang on and win this game. (laughs) Alexis Diaz is on in the ninth. It's 4-1, one out. So I'm just going to acknowledge you're doing this interview. Are you like me, sort of checking the app to make sure the Reds don't lose another one?
4: Uh, I'm watching the game in real time. San Francisco's got a guy on one out in the ninth. I feel good, but I've seen them blow comparable leads, so we'll see. Yeah.
3: Will you tell, by the way, will you tell Myron that that Ellie De La Cruz is the Has fastest he man? Yet? Is did he the dance yet today? Because he doesn't. He he is such an Ellie De La Cruz <laughs> hater, and Mo, it really annoys me.
2: Mo, did he dance yet today? Did he do something? Did he do one of those things he does yet?
4: Or? Uh, he hasn't done that. He okay. was on the front end of a steal of home. Uh, Ellie Dela Cruz is going to be awesome as soon as he learns how to play baseball. And that's going to sound like a shot. It's not meant to be. The it definitely sounds like it, It does. I does it. I feel like that sounds like a shot, Myron. The, yeah, the physical gifts are yeah. extraordinary. He's got to learn to be more selective. He's got to be not so much of a free swinger. Uh, he's got to learn maybe some of the nuances of base running. I think he's got to learn what – what can and can he get away with with his physical gifts? But he's 21 years old. He started the season in the minor leagues. Uh, his impact on this team has been immeasurable, and he is going to be a star. Yeah. That oh, works did, in I, my did, favor.
3: Wait a minute. What happened? Somebody said De La Cruz just made an amazing play. What happened, Shannon?
1: It was a, uh, a nice play at shortstop, backhanded it, and threw it to second base to get the force out.
3: Look at that.
4: Ellie so De La that's sort of Awesome. That sort of undersold it, but yes.
2: <laughs> that's, that's, hey man it's it's him and babe ruth you know i mean
3: that's who we're talking let me about ask right, you, l- let me ask you are the uh-huh. Bengals to a point after the last two years that it's like super bowl or bust or is there still a sense of we can be really good and we just you know still may not make it all the way
4: well i think to suggest that it's super bowl or bust would mean that if they don't win the super bowl there's going to be massive fallout. That's okay. not, now, going, to that's not going to happen. Nobody's yet. going to lose their jobs, right? So now, look, the the way they build a roster, if you assume Burrow's going to get his deal, the way they build a roster is going to change uh, because they're going to have to let some guys go. That's just the nature of how the league works. And so I, you know, Joe, is, uh, Joe Burrow has said, as long as I'm here, the window is open. But while that may be true, there are different levels of contention. Uh, sometimes there may be a fringe contender Sometimes you're maybe a contender kind of right on that short list of teams that in August and September you seriously talk about winning the whole thing. I think we're doing that with this year's team. I think the feel now, you know, last year there was still a sense of, you know, God, what they did the year before and going to the Super Bowl. Was it a fluke? Were they lucky? Were they the beneficiaries of, you know, some teams suffering some injuries and everything going their way? I think what they did last season – Uh, streaking to the division title, getting to the AFC championship game, standing toe-to-toe on the road with Kansas City, plus everybody they've brought back from the teams they've had the last two years. I certainly think there's a sense that everything they've done the last couple of seasons has been building toward this point, and this season represents their best chance of winning. But if they fall short... You know, it's not like suddenly there's going to be a new head coach. It's not like they're going to blow up the front office. It's not like a bunch of guys are going to be cut. There will be massive disappointment. And again, you know, the way they build the team is going to change moving forward because of the amount of money they give Joe Burrow. But sure, I think even more so than where we were last year, the expectation is uh, this team not only plays for a championship, but but finally wins one. And I think they have a damn good chance.
3: I'm sitting here looking at this, and and, and the, the thing came on and said, runner moves to second on fielder indifference, which I think is the best explanation for a play of all time. Indifference. Mo Egger, never indifferent when you're on the air on VSPN 1530 in Cincinnati. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Thanks. Reds win,
2: Myron. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's them and the uh, 2000s Yankees at this point in terms of, <laughs> in terms of, in terms of dynasties, man.
3: Like he That's is, right. 888-SAY-ESPN. Say ESPN. It's whatever you want Wednesday. Get in, and we'll do more of it. But 1st byron Myron's got to tell you this.
2: FanDuel Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash play and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
5: Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions
1: apply with everyone fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy get constant contact Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com.
0: Canty and Carlin, the podcast.
3: It is whatever you want Wednesday on Canty and Carlin, Matt Jones and Myron Metcalf, presented by Progressive Insurance. Eight eight eight, say ESPN. If you call in, I'm gonna go to you. Couple open lines, get in. We'll do it in just a second. But I gotta tell you something, Myron, because you know a lot of people out there listening. You're probably like, I don't have the self confidence I need. Yeah. Myron, you ever feel like that? You ever feel like you don't have the self confidence yeah, you do. need in life? We all yeah, have those everybody moments. has those moments. I'm going to tell you about a person that doesn't have that moment. So, some of you may know I own a professional wrestling company, OVW. That's Ohio Valley Wrestling. Some of you also may know that there is a Netflix show coming out September 13th, where it's from the creator of Last Chance You and Cheer, and it's called Wrestlers. And they followed us around, Myron. For four months and they're gonna show you what it's like behind the scenes of wrestling. Very exciting, right? Yeah.
2: It's gonna be a fun show.
3: Gonna be a good show. Be ready to watch it on Netflix. But I, we have this wrestler, and you've heard, we've talked about him before, Myron. His name is Mr. Pectacular. Yeah. Now, with a name like that, you might think that's the humble sort. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mr. Pectacular. You can if you go to if you go to Twitter or X or whatever it's called, it's at Mr. Peck. P-E-C underscore-tacular. All right. <laughs> what are you laughing at? It's a good name, Mr. Pectacular. Now, Mr. Pectacular promotes himself a lot. Is that fair to say, Myron?
2: Yeah, that's an understatement.
3: Probably. <laughs> if you follow Mr. Pectacular, he tweets a I- lot. And he promotes himself a lot, Myron. I don't know who tweets more than him.
2: I, like, sometimes he gets in the middle of tweets. I'm like, where'd he come from? Like, he's everywhere.
3: On he's everywhere. So he is now, and he's done this for a lot of time. He'll call himself the face of OVW. Yeah. I'm good with that, Myron, right? You're yeah. a wrestler. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Recently, he started calling himself the face of wrestlers, the documentary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm okay, okay. with that yeah. too, Myron, right? Yeah, like, he's yeah. the face. Of wrestlers. But today he took it to another level. I'm looking on Twitter and he now has called himself the face of Netflix. <laughs> the, show, the show
0: hasn't even come
3: out yet. The show hasn't even come out yet. And my name, my God, Jesse Goddard, it's Mr. Spectacular. The face of Netflix is not Tiger King, right? It's not the Stranger Things kids. My man, Jesse, thinks he is the face of Netflix. So I just want you all to Shoot. think about sitting at home. If you ever are thinking about, you know what, man? I just don't have that much self-confidence. You just say to yourself, <laughs> be like Mr. Pectacular. And before your documentary even comes out, call yourself the face of Netflix, The Metcalf.
2: This show ain't even out yet. <laughs> the show is out the show comes out in two weeks. He's already crying himself. He's, he's I crying tell you himself what. the face. He's
3: not even <laughs> yeah. seen the show. He doesn't even know how much he's <laughs> he in it. You don't and know how many man, scenes he's in. <laughs> he doesn't. And he's like, I am the face of Netflix. That's bold. That is bold. What? The largest streaming service in the world.
1: Hey. And my
3: man <laughs> says, I'm already the face of it. You better I be gotta careful give him. him credit.
2: Be careful with him. He might walk into like board meetings and stuff like he <laughs> He seems like the type that he might actually try to live up to. Him.
3: Even he, Aaron Rodgers won't call himself the face <laughs> of HBO Max.
2: That sounds like somebody who's getting ready to ask
3: for a pay raise, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: right.
3: The face of Netflix, Mr. Pectacular. Let's go to Chris in Iowa. What do you got, Chris?
4: Hey, uh, So you guys know how Arizona keeps putting their roster together, waiver Wire, Ireland of Misfit Toys, whatever, because they're trying to tank this year?
3: Clayton Toon.
4: My question is, when are they they going to uh, just complete this whole cycle and sign Shane Falco from scrubbing, you know, the barnacles (laughs) off the bottom of the boat?
3: Can I ask you a question about about your your team? I honestly did not know there was a human being named Clayton Toon until like yesterday. So, Chris, you follow the team. Who who is Clay? What do I need to know about this NFL starter, Clayton Tune?
4: Um, I think it's fair to say you know exactly as much as I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they sound excited. <laughs> They're
3: gonna be miserable, man. Yeah, but man, I appreciate <laughs> I mean, the call. That sounded like a fan that listen. is embracing just how terrible they're going to be saying Uh, I I don't know man I don't know who he is I I would tune into
2: local radio throughout this season they're going to be giving away a lot of free tickets to Cardinals (laughs) games this season (laughs) if you've never been to an NFL game you're going to one this year because the tickets will be free
3: Clayton Toon the face of Netflix (laughs) (laughs) let's go to Colin in Iowa it's whatever you want Wednesday what do you got Colin
4: I just wanted to say that I believe the Iowa Hawkeyes could be the dark horse to win the Big Ten this year, and no one can. No, on let, me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Who's your who's
2: your offensive coordinator?
4: Yes, I'm aware who our offensive coordinator is. who is it? Now, who is it? All right? Who is it? You
2: don't who is it? Need who is it? to remind me. No, who is it, Colin? Who is it? It's Brian F. and Ferry. <laughs> all right. Yep. Bye. All right. See. Here's what. Right. I, here's what I would
3: say That's to you. All. Iowa football is the human equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> Of, like, eating a hamburger with nothing on it. You know what I mean? Like, getting a hamburger patty and having nothing. That's Iowa football. I cannot think of a more boring existence on earth than being an Iowa football fan. They score three points a game. Yes. I saw that Kirk Fritz was asked, what do you know about Utah State? And he goes, they got a heck of a punter. That was his first (laughs) sentence. You are the fan of a team that's coached. The first thing they talk about, Myron, is the punter. Yeah, I- Iowa
2: football right now is like lukewarm coffee without the caffeine. You know, it's just it's just not a fun experience uh, right now. And and, and the sons, Kirk Ferentz's son is the offensive coordinator. He won't fire his son, and he has not been a good offensive coordinator. They got problems down there.
3: The face of Netflix. Meyer Metcalf. Well, we are going to do a little three that I'm going to give you the bet that you make tonight that I guarantee will win. Well, I mean, I don't really guarantee it because I'm not going. I mean, I'm not going to. If it doesn't work, like I'm not paying for it. So just understand. I mean, like it's like a metaphorical guarantee. It's more like I feel strongly about it. I I will do that. It's the play of the day, and then one of the most insane college sports events. That you don't know is about to happen, but will blow your mind. We will deal with all of that next, here on Kane and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Death is the only punishment
1: here. Now streaming FX's Shogun.
4: My master asks, what do you seek here?
1: To vanquish our common enemies. Ah! Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. war is coming. Hey, hey saga of war passion and power
5: that's it come
1: fx's shogun now streaming on hulu this
0: is the canty and carlin podcast time to earn some cash the taste of money the smell of wealth canty and carlin's best play of the night
3: the taste of money It is time for the play of the night here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, Myron. I uh, I, I looked at this one and I wanted okay. to do a play that I thought would make everybody the money that they deserve. And so okay. here's what I've decided. You've got the the Dodgers and the Braves are playing. You know, both at home. Uh, both at home. Or excuse me. Yes, both at home. The Dodgers and the Braves. If they win, both win tonight. You get plus one thirty odds. Take the Braves over to win and the Dodgers to win in a game tonight. I'm trying to get who they played here because it's falling off my screen. The Braves play the Rockies. The Dodgers play the Diamondbacks. Take them both to win on the money line parlay and just count your winnings, Myron. After that happens, I like that. I like that for sure.
1: Those are the me. two
3: teams probably most likely to make the World Series from the National League, and you're getting them against the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. I feel like I'm already cashing the check right now,
2: Meyer Metcalf. It's easy money, man. Easy money right there for sure. That's exactly right. And you know now, I know? I'm deep in the gambling world, you know.
3: Have you ever placed a bet on a game? Yeah. What was, what was the last one you placed?
2: I was just in Vegas. I mean, I've placed you know, different games.
3: You're being yeah. very sort of, like, suspect about no. it. Are there, are there, is there, like, something you don't want to get What Did you have a little inside info? What's happening? Are you hanging out with, hanging out with Phil oh, Mickelson? Like, why I'm are just, you being so suspect not, about it? I
2: don't remember games. I mean, just probably a night of You know of games it's legal we'll now, right? Like, like, you
3: can acknowledge it.
2: I don't know. It's not. I, I did make it sound like I had a bookie that I owed money. <laughs> 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 that was... That
3: was... <laughs> well, there you go. That is the play...
0: There you go. That is your play of the night. Now it's time to go to three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out.
3: It's now time for three and out. We go over some stories to finish the evening. Let's start, uh, Myron, in in the World Cup, FIBA World Cup of Basketball. The USA, last night while you were sleeping, beat Jordan 110-62. to That's a lot. Beat them by 48 points. The leading scorer was Anthony Edwards with 22 points, but every single person on the team scored, including Bobby Portis with 13. Are you following the FIBA World Cup? Do you care?
2: Yeah, I I do care because I do think it's like the next wave of young talent in the NBA. You know, LeBron James can't play forever. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, I get older. I mean, you don't have the Devin Bookers of the world there and like the Jokic's and Embiid's and Giannis's aren't there. But, uh, you know, in terms of just like the next group of guys in the NBA who are coming up, it's a good showcase for those guys. Minnesota's
3: talking about it for sure. You know what I like about it? I turn on a game and there's two countries playing and I learn – that someone is a citizen of a country I didn't know.
2: Yes. The yes.
3: Philippines was playing the other night. Do you know who plays for the Philippines? I, I
2: don't. I should know.
3: But I Jordan don't. Clarkson.
2: Jordan, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> did you know Jordan,
3: that? Did that Jordan know? Clarkson played for the Philippines?
2: Yeah. Ki- Kyle Anderson, remember, at UCLA? Now yes. he's in the NBA. He's with China. Yeah. He's playing for China.
3: I don't know how that happens, but good what? for them.
2: What? I think it's a parent. You know, Carlos Towns is with the Dominican Republic. I mean, there are some players all over.
3: But you can only, once you play for them, though, you can't play like for the other countries, right?
2: I didn't know that. I didn't know I you could. may have just yeah. well, That is correct. Eric Gordon played, no. Eric Gordon played for a national team, and now he's playing with the Bahamas.
3: So I don't know how that works. Maybe I don't know I how it works either. Yeah. But you know what? Enjoy yourselves. All yeah. right, next. Nebraska, a state that I only go to out of force of law has an event that might lead someone to go. They are going to have a volleyball game at the football stadium. It went on sale today, and 90,000 people bought tickets. It is sold out. A Nebraska volleyball game in Nebraska football stadium. It will set a women's world attendance record for sports. There has never been a women's sport that will draw has drawn that many People to an event when Nebraska plays volleyball. What's your reaction to that?
2: It's, it's amazing, man, but I, I knew it was big down there. I was down in Nebraska a couple years ago. You know, They gave me a tour of all the facilities, the stadiums, the entire campus, and uh, they have this incredible volleyball facility where they get like 16,000 a night who come out and watch the team play volleyball. Uh, it is a big-time sport there. This is a really cool event. I hope they do more things like this where you put – Games in a soccer stadium. I mean, in a football stadium. Uh, I'm happy for them.
3: It's got to be. It is an unbelievable accomplishment. Yeah, I, it is fascinating to me how volleyball got to be so big in Nebraska. I mean, I think I, I'm. I believe if I'm correct, Creighton is also very good at Creighton's volleyball. Been. Yep. And Nebraska has been very good for a long time. Yeah, isn't it weird that Nebraska, which is basically known for corn and sadness, would also now produce volleyball on such a high level?
2: That part wasn't necessary, but but I think you know there are a lot of Midwest schools where volleyball is a big deal. But they they it's a huge investment. Volleyball to me is one of those sports where like. To be there live, that is one of the most exciting sporting events that you can go to.
3: Yeah, Kentucky won the national championship, I think, two years ago in volleyball, and it was uh, one of the more exciting runs a Kentucky sports team has had that I can remember. So, I mean, good for them. 90,000 people at the Nebraska volleyball tournament. And why were you so mad that I made a joke about Nebraska? Would you, If I told you that outside of this event you could go to Nebraska, you would want to do that?
2: Well, I mean, I, don't you feel like people say that maybe sometimes about where you're at,
3: maybe? But we have know? things here. We have horse racing. We have bourbon. We have mountains. What does that, Nebraska that, have? Give me. Tell Everybody me. has something. Okay, so what's Nebraska have?
2: Okay, when we were driving there, there's a cool uh, Amish store. They sell a lot of good... Uh,
3: so you're going to go to Nebraska for an no, Amish, Amish store? Amish
2: store, they got...
3: You know they have those in other places.
2: There's a great uh, uh, barbecue place. That I remember You're going, going to Nebraska for the
3: barbecue. Barbecue's good. Um, you could go to Memphis, Texas. You're good. going to Nebraska for your barbecue.
2: Saying, I'm just saying, man. Every everybody has their stuff. Campus yeah. is beautiful too.
3: There. Mayor of Omaha.
2: Myron Metcalf. Myron, I enjoyed you today. Sorry my equipment
3: went out and you had to do it by yourself for a little while. Uh, I will be back here tomorrow with uh, Jonathan Zaslow and then you and I will be back on Friday. Joe and Amber. That's right. Joe and Amber are coming up. They've got all the things you need to know in the world of sports. Thank you for listening to Katie and
0: Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.